Hello everyone, and in today's episode, I'm joined with Mel, and, and, and Mel's going to be speaking about her Crohn's and um, her whole journey and experience with it. So thank you, Mel, for joining me today. Thank you, Mason, for having me. I'm honoured. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really nice chat and, and, and hopefully learn a few things as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so Mel, just like to start off with, if you just want to say like, a few things about yourself and like your whole Crohn's disease journey. Sure. I'm Melody Noreen Blackwell. I am a Crohn's disease patient. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease October 2018. I'm also a wife and a mom of two and the founder of Color of Crohn's and Chronic Illness. Okay. Um, like, if you want to like explain about like, like, um, like the founder, what, like, about what is it? So our foundation, I started it uh, about 2018 when I was telling my journey and telling people what I was going through because I, I had a whole process to get to diagnosis. It took me over a year to actually get diagnosed with Crohn's because all of my symptoms were abnormal. It really manifested extra intestinally for me. So it wasn't just like I was having gut issues, but I was having a lot of arthritis and it was causing a lot of debilitation. Now, in telling my story, I started to get a lot of inquiries and people asking me questions and asking for help and how to lead them to get to that kind of emulated what I was telling about. After that, I said, okay, let me start a Facebook group. And I started the Facebook group and then it grew. And I said, this is a nonprofit. And I realized at that time that a lot of people of color felt like they were completely absent from the IBD community. They felt like no one was reaching out to them. Their voices weren't being heard. They couldn't find a lot of data. And because of that, it really made sense to me to start to advocate for this particular group of people. And I would go back and I would look at different organizations and I would look at their, their websites or their advertisement, their marketing strategies. And truthfully, they weren't connected or trying to connect to the diversity community. And because of that, it opened up a space wide open for the color of Crohn's and chronic illness. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it is pretty upsetting to hear like, um, like, a, like, 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 as you said that they don't get like, maybe like the people who are with color don't get as much, as much like, um, notice as maybe other people. Absolutely. So it's it's like it's really good what you're doing. Thank you. And and with that with, with that Facebook group, um, Mel, is that like is that still still like um about now? Like the like people. Still yes, joining? it is. People are still joining, so it grows every day. We have new followers or new. What kind? celebrate them we'll say welcome this new member tell us about yourself where are you from and we just kind of engage them in the community it's a private group so you have to be accepted but we allow patients caregivers and their family members to participate in the group that way it's like a holistic family approach to what we're doing and what's going on and extending resources to people because family members and caregivers they want to understand what the person is dealing with and what they're going through so that they can better be there and support the person course and, and what is like what's the group called again it's called color of crohn's and chronic illness okay yeah like i, 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 I might have to check that out because um it, it, it sounds really interesting <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. we have a facebook page so please check it out yeah and um like, 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 like i remember like, mel you said um like when you got diagnosed with crohn's it was a uh, was it october 2018 yes yes because um like uh it's, it's it's quite funny you should say that because, like, um, with me, like, I, I was I was diagnosed a year earlier than that, but it wasn't October, so. It's, oh uh, wow! Yeah. We share an anniversary. <laughs> yeah. 
is this my connection? I think my connection is a little shaky. I think my connection is a little shaky. Did you see that freeze a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I apologize for that. That's okay. I was uh, saying we share an anniversary, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, um, it, it, like a, when I diagnosed it, it wasn't the best time really, October, because um. Mine either. Not Actually, nice. around October, I was starting to lose my mobility. There are my body and it was causing my limbs to like lock up and i had over 64 ounces of fluid on my on my right knee okay because um like well, like with me um it's like it was exam season so i kind of like i had to catch up a bit and i couldn't come in and like i, I had to explain about my Crohn's disease very quickly right. Right. And a lot of people don't understand Crohn's when you're like telling them about it and you're saying, hey, this is what's happening to me. They're thinking, no, if you're saying it's a stomach issue, it's just a stomach issue. Like you just use the bathroom a lot or you like can't use the bathroom, but they don't realize it manifests in other things like mouth ulcers and eye infections and, and arthritis and fever and headache and fatigue. So they're not understanding that there's a lot of things that come with it. I'd say like, um, like I know, if, like as you said, like um, it's known to go to the toilet a lot. Um, right. Crohn's disease, right. but right. like, like with me, it doesn't kind of affect me in that way. Um, okay. Maybe my toilet pattern has changed, like <laughs> throughout maybe, but I, right. I'm not one of those who goes like quite a lot. But okay. But like, like what my main symptoms are really like um, like fatigue is quite um, it's it's it's, it's quite um. Like, like I get fatigued quite a lot um, so I, I, I've taken actually tablets to like help that like maybe B12 and so yeah, that can be a quite a big symptom absolutely and I think you really have to stay on top of your diet and with staying on the top of the diet, like you said with B12, but finding other energy sources in the foods that we eat, natural sugars, less processed sugars, it helps not to like have foods in your body that's going to make you sluggish. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, mm -hmm. like it's, it's also good, like, I think, like to try new things as well, because you don't know how, to, how you're going to react. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So like um, you, you, you said like uh, it took you like quite a while to get diagnosed um, with yes. Crohn's disease. Um, so like, uh, like, how did you know like someone was like wrong in the, like in the first place? I started having some rectal pain and it, it was over a period of time, but I started having rectal pain. And then with the rectal pain, I started experiencing, um, issues with bleeding from my colon. And at first I thought it was maybe like, just like an, like a, like a hemorrhoid or something, you know, just to be very. I thought that's what it was. So my natural remedy when I used to have stomach issues as a kid, because I've experienced stomach issues for so long, it didn't just start. But as a kid, I would have these issues and I would just eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of kale, and it would go away. And for the first time, the kale just wasn't doing that. And this was like bleeding over months. And then eventually I started feeling like scissors were inside of my colon. And every time I used the bathroom, something was ripping out the insides. It was bad that I didn't even want to eat at all because I just didn't want to use a bathroom. I would hold onto the walls or hold onto anything I could grab and like shake when I used the bathroom. And when that kept going on, I just knew that there was something much more going on inside that I couldn't remedy it by just eating. Of 
course. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't sound like nice. Like I, 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 I can understand like with the eating part because um like like with me uh like um at first I thought like because of what happened with me getting diagnosed like finding out what was happening, uh I lost quite a lot of weight and um, for some reason yes yes um, I did too yeah I I wasn't yeah, for some reason uh um I wasn't eating um like at first uh, I was eating little bits and then and then I found out that I couldn't eat anything I was getting like quite a lot of pain in my stomach mm-hmm. it's kind of like an acid feeling yes yeah. yes. Yes, and then you can feel your stomach. Like you'll feel something yeah. a little, a little, yeah, like, yeah, as you're hearing the sound. Yeah. Hear them, you can feel them. It's like <laughs> if you're in a fish tank and like the when the bubbles blow up, like it feels like that's happening in your gut, and you don't know what to do. Yeah, and and like um, w- w- with that keeping going on, there was like there's nothing I could do about it because it like um, of course you have to eat, but why not yes. happening? <laughs> right. You, what happened what ended up i was kind of put on like those um, liquid drinks yes um, that i I didn't like them (laughs) no and then you're still hungry like you drink that and then what you're still so hungry and you can get so hungry to the point that supposed to eat because you're so hungry Oh no! Yeah. Mason, did I lose you? No, no. We're, we're, I'm we're, sorry. We're good. We're good. But okay. like, like, like you say, like you, you get so hungry. But like with me, it, even if I didn't, even if I wasn't, maybe a little bit hungry, um, I was eat a little bit and then I'm full. <laughs> because yes, yes. Or you'd eat like for me, I would eat a little bit. As soon as I ate, within one minute, I had to run to the bathroom. And I didn't have control because I had urgency. So it was like I couldn't leave my house because if I left the house and I drank anything or ate anything, it was going to come out no matter what. Definitely, like, mm-hmm. like, it, like, especially when I had my conolopathy, when that was all going through. Um, of course, I'd take the prep, which is not nice. <laughs> no. Oh, no. But at that point. Um, I think I was thinking I didn't really need the prep because I weren't eating anything. <laughs> so that yeah. I felt like that too, but they still made me take the prep, and the prep is yeah. the worst. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's not nice, and um, no, it's not. It's I would say that's actually worse than that. Actually, having the the procedure, <laughs> it it is it is because you're going through. Like I remember when I did the prep. I took a nap and I like jumped out of the bed because I had no control. Yeah, like um, it's not it's not nice having that all, all that prep. But like uh, I, I was saying, I'm gonna uh, like um like, like I was saying to my mum um like uh, you poisoning me, you poison me. Stop giving me this every five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it's but, a lot. But I can imagine it's hard for parents to watch this because even with me, I'm almost um I'm almost forty years. from my mom even watching me as an adult go through a lot of this it was very challenging for her and she had a lot of anxiety and fear and concern because no one wants to see their kid not well and their adult kid so if you have a younger person that's going through this parents feel so so alone or scared or or just unable to do anything like that's a tough space 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's not like uh, especially it can it can affect like the whole family because like um yes like uh, especially like in times we find out at the moment like yes. um because limited to do things like uh like uh, like like myself like uh I've had like because of, like being on high high dose medication I mm-hmm. had to had to stay in for quite a while like 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 it's called shielding where 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 you stay in um I think it was for it was quite a long time but like you can't see anyone like um it's 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 hard for everyone right right because it's not safe so you have to protect because your immune system you have to protect yourself they they you might not give something to them but they can come in and cough they can come in and sneeze or they they can just come in being a carrier of something that their immune system prevents them from catching but you will catch it of course mm-hmm. and and even before like um like the, the coronavirus, I was always cautious about. Yes. Like, say, someone near sneezes. Um, yes. I would like, I, I, I would move away a little bit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of say anything. Like, I, like, uh, because I, 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 <laughs> I, do I, I, that too. I do that too. I, someone sneezes, I'm like, oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> I, I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want to be right. rude. But, 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 but now I think, uh, like, I'll give an example. Was at college, like, um, before um, lockdown in the UK um, and um, an LSA sneezed next to me in the class and and what happened was I uh, um, I ran out I, I ran out of the class and then um, um, I left my bag because I, <laughs> I left my bag so I, I just waited outside I, I didn't want to go back in right the coronavirus right. was getting a bit <laughs> thingy but yes and then uh, and then at the end, I go quickly get my bag, and then um, in the afternoon it was like a PE lesson, and um, I, I, um, she, she, she comes to see me, and she and she says, um, ha, have you um, have you got like a doctor's appointment? Is that what you left over? And I said no, it's um, it, it was because of you, you sneezed, so um, I, I, I walked out. <laughs> At least you were honest. Like you're, you're a germ carrier. I can't be around you. <laughs> and, and then um, she said, she said, um, I haven't got coronavirus. <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> I don't know that. You know. I said, you might not, but I'm not taking no risk, no risk. Right, so, no risk. So no risk, even when the college does open, I'm always going to be cautious. Like, like if like someone sneezes, like. You don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. They might have had the coronavirus. They might have symptoms of it. So it's all... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to be cautious at every turn. And I think because we don't look like we're carrying these symptoms and we're carrying these issues and, and we have this health challenge, people always put us in the, the well category when we're not well. And just because I don't look like I'm battling, I'm in battle every single day. You're in battle every single day. So once your immune system gets compromised, who knows how long it's going to take you to get back. And if that's going to be in hospitalization that you have to go through to get back to normal, which is not normal still as everyone else. It's just what your baseline is. Definitely. And, and it, like us, like, especially with like, I'll say I haven't got pain for quite a long time because like all the medication I've been on, but the medication that I've been put what on. What medication are you taking? Um, I'm on um, azathioprine. I've been on azathioprine ever since, um, really. Okay. Having that, that's really good. I took yeah. azathioprine. It didn't work for me. Yeah. But um, 
I would like to not go on it as much because it, 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 that is a drug right. that can like um, dampen your immune system as well. Yes. Yes. So even at, like, and I'm also on, um, I was on infliximab, um, an infusion drug, okay. but that yes. didn't work out. Infliximab, I think it's called Intivio here. Oh yeah, it's got, it's got all sorts of names. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Intivio here. And I take Stellara. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on now. Um, um, Humira. Um, um, I'm on. I'm on Humira now. I've been on that since November, and that seems to be working quite well. That's awesome. So you take azathioprine and Humira? Yeah, and I take um, vitamin D and um, vitamin D. Okay, good. Take, I take my vitamin D tablet every day. Okay, um, good. Very good. Yeah. I took Humira too, and that didn't work for me. It worked at for a certain point, and it was great. And I and I'm so glad that I did take Humira because before I took Humira, I stopped walking. The arthritis had gotten so bad that I, I couldn't really move. My mobility was had deteriorated mm -hmm. rapidly. I took Humira, and then it started to come back, and it was doing really well from January until. May and then in May I started having some hiccups with it. Yeah, it's it's not like a like a like like, like these drugs we can come on like it can work for well for quite a long time and then just like that something happens. Yes, yes, yes. But we're hopeful for remission. No one wants yeah. to have to keep going back and forth to try to figure out what is going yeah. on with them. So keep our fingers crossed yeah. for everyone in the IBD community yeah. to get remission. Yeah, because it's it's quite sad that everyone doesn't get into remission, um, right? Because um, I'd say if you do get into remission, you're lucky and like um, so be, be be uh yes. be, be happy for being in remission because quite a lot of people don't get there and like um, absolutely like like especially with IBD, Crohn's, colitis, mm -hmm. ulcerative colitis, yeah. yeah. We're we're all we're all we're all different, but yes, um, we all experience it different ways. Like uh, people can go into remission for years and. And um, just some, maybe some people for a month, maybe some people for a day. Right. Yeah. Long term is the hope, though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, like, uh, we hope for a cure for Crohn's one day, maybe. But yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I believe we're gonna see a cure. I think the studies and the, the medical research that they're doing is getting more and more progressive. They, they have you heard of the Galley Health app? Have you heard of Galley Health? I don't think I have. So you should definitely look into Galley. Galley Health is an app that kind of monitors a lot going on. And Galley, she'll like speak to you and tell you what's going on and she can give you your stats. Oh. It's a really cool app and I think it's available there. Uh, it's on Apple. Do you have a, an Android or an, an iPhone? I have an iPhone. So you should be able to get it, Galley, G-A-L-I. And in using Galley, it'll give you a better understanding of your own personal metrics so that you can start to see what patterns and what triggers and those kind of stats and, and data, it really helps you as a person to see, is it my food that's triggering these things? Is it the medication that's decreasing that's triggering things? Do I, maybe I should increase it or decrease it, but it gives you such a great picture as a patient that it gives you kind of going on with 
over a period of time. And we, a lot of times we keep our own records and we're just like doing our own kind of snapshots of what's happening with us. But being able to have it in one place and using technology, it gives you a great snapshot of it and you can see it and it looks, it looks like what it really is instead of Mason and Melody just saying, I think I had a headache. I think I felt like this. You know, that app, you really should try it. Yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll have a look on it because I've never heard of um, like a lot of that before. It seems like quite good that you get spoken to as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so um, I, I definitely should uh, have a look at that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, um, is there like, um, like, um, uh, like I've always said, like, um, get like for me, um, getting diagnosed with like Crohn's at quite young is quite, in a way, fortunate. Um, I'd say. Because I know people can get diagnosed like maybe um, later, and they and they might not have a like know a lot about it. Like um, at, at like like say like because I I think I got diagnosed when I was sixteen, and um, okay. I, and I'm eighteen now. So um, okay. So two years ago, three years. Yeah, a few a few years ago. So mm -hmm. um, like 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 um, of course like I had no clue what it was <laughs> when I was sixteen. Right. But but now I know quite a bit and um like now I say more this year like um like I set up my my Instagram like Crohn's Instagram page like make awareness of it and um yeah so like like what I think it is good when you it's not good to have it of course because we know all the things that it can <laughs> right happen. right but, but when you have a diagnosis, it can at least channel your energy to figuring out what you need to do as far as your eating, the doctors you need to see, uh, the kind of rest you need to have, other people how to care for you. You know, if you don't have a diagnosis, then you don't really know what to do to get better. And you're just spiraling around, not realizing that foods can be a trigger or environments can be a trigger or cleansing products so you know you don't know what triggers are out there if you don't have a diagnosis so that you can better manage and monitor your health in an effort to get to remission and then in another effort to get to a cure so i think that my diagnosis was right on time as much as i didn't want to be diagnosed with Crohn's, i was kind of in denial about it it's changed my entire life because i launched a whole nonprofit to be able to advocate for people that are unheard of course because like 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 um it can be quite um like, like people can get embarrassed about maybe what yes. people may think of them like ha having yes. crimes yes and i've dealt with people telling me like their issues with feeling embarrassed about some of the symptoms about incontinence about fistulas about their eating habits i have talked to a lot of people that feel like that but because you have some various support groups and you can now explain to your family i can't make it to this event because my crohn's is affected when i'm in this space or i feel like this and i can't eat this because it affects me with my crohn's or i have fatigue and i can't be out that long because i get so drained and i and i can't get up in the morning so when you have a diagnosis and you're able to say all right this is how i can manage my whole life it makes it better for you because you can equip other people to manage their expectations of you and not say, Oh, you know what? Mason is just a flake. He never shows 
He never wants to do anything anymore. Instead of having compassion, and they're saying, you know, Mason actually has Crohn's disease, so sometimes it's really tough for him to get out of the bed. It's really tough for him to show up all these things because it takes a lot of energy. And because, you know, he's like a big partier. When he gets out here, he's like <laughs> partying, and he's doing all this stuff. And then the next day, he can't get up for two or three days because he's worn his body down, and his immune system now has to recover and rebuild. You know, having a diagnosis leads you to empowerment as opposed to putting you in a position of being powerless. Of course. And like, um, like, like, especially like I'd say I went for a walk the other day and I, I was so tired after that walk. Um, I, I, yes. I, I went, I went home. I was like, I went on my phone for a bit and I, I was like, I, I have to go to sleep for a bit. I think I went to sleep for about an hour, but cause I was so yeah. tired yeah. after that walk, but <laughs> Like, 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 like that's the thing like like especially like in these times um like um i said like 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 myself i see all my friends meeting up and stuff and um i get asked to meet up but i can't like meet up in like um big like like big groups and with people because like y you you never know like uh, with this whole coronavirus but yes yes and you know what with you being tired that was your exhaustion plus your fatigue. Now, when it comes to being tired, that's an optional thing. You do things to make you tired. You don't have to do those things. But fatigue is something that takes control. We don't, we're not able to avoid fatigue. It just comes when it wants to come. Of course. And, and, we, all, and we, all have, we all have fatigue, like um, even people without IBD, but like thus we experience a bit like harder. Yes. I feel like the fatigue is the most oppressive of all the invisible symptoms because it's the one that no one can seize and, and they'll, people will see you and you're full of fatigue. You're just extremely fatigued and you'll be on a phone or if you're like on Instagram or if you're on Facebook or if you're looking at cooking recipes, you know, whatever you're doing or watching videos, they say, well, you're not that tired. You're, you're on your phone. You're not that tired. They don't realize that you being on your phone is just making you feel like you're doing something or being on the computer, you're doing something to feel alive, to feel functional. It's not that you're not exhausted and you're not fatigued. You just want to be functional. So do, doing that kind of social interaction on something that's virtual, it still makes you feel functional. Yeah, it's like, I feel like you're, you're doing something as well. Yes. And like, like, like it's, it's the good thing about like, um, like, there's a whole coronavirus that you can actually speak speak to people on your right, phones and, and right. stuff like and face to face yes like, i say face to face is quite important actually especially yes. in these times yes no, it's not in person but it's it's, at least it's something because we have to be engaging we have to remember that we're, we want to humanize things and not computerize things so much we were already before coronavirus so virtually led in our relationships. I feel like coronavirus has kind of reset so many things where we do these lives, even though we might have Zoom fatigue also, but we're doing these lives and we're, we're actually picking up the phone to talk to people again because we need the connection of human interaction that we're not getting physically. Definitely, and and like and like with the whole like um like I like 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 there's not, there hasn't been anything like this like pandemic since like, I think the World War and and with the world war like they didn't have all these like phones and stuff like that they had to like kind of meet people in person and yes and, yes and and the whole and the difference between that is like it's like you in a way i've always said with this whole virus you can in a way you can relate to Crohn's disease because you can't see what's exactly happening. no that's absolutely true and people are going through a lot of mental challenges with coronavirus but being that we already have this chronic illness 
we don't have those same mental challenges because we've already dealt with it because we have Crohn's or autoimmune disease. So you've already dealt with some of that. And I think it's empowered us to be more proactive for people that have not dealt with this. So we can lend a voice on coping and, and management and other activities because we've been there. We've been there for quite some time to say, look, this is not going to kill you. It's not going to stop functionality, but here's how you manage your best life while living under these restraints. Right. Definitely, like it. it's all. It's like I think everyone will look. It won't be the same as before, right? Like, like especially like like myself. I always, you, I always carried a little hand um soap in my pocket all the time. Right. Um, so I think like people with like um hygiene uh, that'll be looked on more as well. Right. Right. Yeah, and like I remember you said about like um fishlers as well and mm-hmm. um like uh i think uh, like in an in, in another episode like my podcast um a person came on to like because he, he had the fishler and um it's not something that i don't think many people talk about no they don't um, so a lot of people don't even know what they are yeah. and then they hear the fishler and they're like i don't know what that is they don't do the research and then they get a fishler yeah. and then they're just in uproar because they have no idea what this thing is how to get rid of it if it'll even go away if they're going to be more does it get plugged does it get covered up what happens now so fistulas are probably the scariest and the least discussed but the most heavily impactful symptom that people experience that lead them to embarrassment or shame definitely because like um like there's one thing i don't speak about really like i did i did um speak about with um uh, um, with the person who came on my podcast to speak about um, his fistula because I also have one too. So, uh, we, we, yeah. so, so we kind of relate. I had six of them. <laughs> yes, yes. And I had oh, several no. surgeries on them, but I had six of them. Not nice. No. <laughs> not nice. Why not so? nice is putting it very mildly. <laughs> very not nice. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like I'd say, um, like with mine, I'll say I've won, but it get it, it kind of changes. Yes. It gets um, yes. it might get bigger once, or maybe especially if I'm doing an activity, right. um, because where it's placed, it's not yes. it's, it's not very nice where it's placed. Um, I'd say um, down. down like, I have some plugs like drains. Yeah, and 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 with having that on, like um. Like I, I always keep a check on it because like, um, um, yes. I'll say I've, I've had it ever since I was diagnosed really, but it, it, it becomes more noticed sometimes. Yeah. We, we can always hope that they go away, but our bodies react very differently. Sometimes they, like I've had some of them close up, thank God, but I still have two or three very prominent ones that I have drains inside of. So it's just how things are right now. Yeah, it's not. It's it's like um, I'd say like um, I I would say like um, I I've only had one. I've actually only had one kind of lost puppy. Okay. When I've had that's when I was diagnosed, but I haven't had any since. I've had stool tests. Okay. That's like just thing just to like avoid having another one, but right. Right. I'd say like to maybe reduce medication as such and come off mm-hmm. things. I would say I would have to have another one just to, and, and to keep a check and see what's going on as well. Yes. Yes. You want to keep checking because the hope is that you will heal and get to remission. So you have to keep checking so that when things change, it's picked up on. 
I'll say I'm in remission. I, w- I would say, like, um, I would say I am at the moment because I haven't had a, like, like I know even even in remission, I get I'll still get this fatigue and stuff. But right, um, I would say like that I haven't had quite a lot like pain as when I was diagnosed for quite. That's a while. wonderful. That's very good. So good. Yeah, and and like and like um like just one last thing, um, Mel, is there like um. Is it like throughout having Crohn's? Is it um like um when you're diagnosed? How were you like speaking out about it? Were you okay? I was fine with speaking out about it because I felt like it needed to be discussed. It was like the elephant in the room because a lot of minorities and blacks, we feel like if we have a stomach issue, it'll pass. It's just food. But if you have this stomach issue that keeps recurring over and over again, it's not food. It's something else. There's something else that's going on. And I felt like if I did not speak about it, it would keep being something that we just swept under the rug or pacified. Now that I have spoken out about it, I get so many people there that are my friends or family members that now want to ask questions or can they pick my brain or can I give them advice on how to do something in particular that pertains to Crohn's or do better for themselves as opposed to them just sweeping it under the rug. Like it's just something that's going to pass with time. It doesn't pass with time. If you continue to have stomach aches and you ignore them, there's something going on in your body that now is getting worse as opposed to getting better because you're not putting the meds or the things in your body that you need to do to get it better. My voice has been empowering and I'm so glad, although I would have rather it be something else, I'm blessed that God gave me Crohn's for me to do something about it for other people. A lot of the burden that we get in our life is not for us, but it is for others. And I thank him for trusting me to handle what what he gave me to be responsible with it. Yeah, like, it's good, like, to, like, especially, like, um, like, I would say Instagram is one of the most good ones for Crohn's, like, sharing your story. Um, yes because i know you can share it on like other platforms like facebook as well but yes. um i'll say facebook's a bit more private than um yes, than, yes. Than, than instagram because yes um, yes like, like, like sharing your story like um like the amount of people that you can speak to like tell your story yes. and, and that they want to hear it and um they can you can help them share that or even help them like speak about it absolutely but even more than that mason you can connect with people so much more quickly who can relate to what you're dealing with. Like, look at how we connected. We connected over Instagram. And now you're saying, hey, you want to be a part of this podcast? Can I interview you? And this is how you transfer information and get really great relationships. You can forge some great relationships with people in a community that you might have been living with this thing alone. And now you don't have to. And that's healing in itself. When you can connect with people and then validate what you've been experiencing, it adds a level of mental healing, which then translates into your physical healing. Definitely. Like, um, like, like that's a good, that's a good thing about it. Like, uh, the amount of people you can speak to and you can yes. like, relate to them, like maybe like drugs that you've been on and like remission. Yes. And everything. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and I think like especially newly diagnosed people feel much better, knowing that like, yes. like speaking to other people in like a similar situation. Because I know, especially when I diagnosed, knew nothing about it for a while. I had to research about it, and I I I'd say I felt like I didn't know anyone that had it at that time. Oh wow, okay. But now you have a whole yeah. group of friends. Yeah, there's like, a lot, lot, lot of people out there. Mm-hmm. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and uh, and like um, is there like any like fundraisers that you've done like um to support like the whole IBD community? As no, well? I haven't, but there will be some coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure I, I um I take a look. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, not too long ago, I did my own like um fundraiser, and um like uh, I think it was two point six challenge, just doing a, a challenge each day to raise money for them. And yeah, th there is one that I do want to do in the future though. Um, it's a, it's like um a, a skydive, um like <laughs> like like for um wow Crohn's and colitis. So um it's like uh, be it'd be it'd be fun because i've actually done an indoor skydive so wow. it's not not the same because <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of you get kind of an idea but that's one thing i'd like to do but yeah and just like one last thing um mel is there like um like any advice that maybe you give to other people ibd current and colitis i would just tell them to not ignore your symptoms definitely connect with other people because they'll help you and guide you with what through what they've been through they'll say try this or try that but more than that let Crohn's be a catalyst for you to be your best self let IBD be a catalyst for you to be better than you think you can be because if you count it as an illness then you say that you're a victim you're not that you're empowered to do your best your live your best life do the best things even with something that can be transformative of course that, 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 that's really good advice and like um i think like uh many people will relate to that and like uh, and like your whole journey because it, it seems like you've got lots of things going on with like especially like, <laughs> the facebook page yes uh, yes yeah. uh, and how, how long would you say that facebook page has been going i launched the group last september so september 2019 it'll be a year in september yes yeah and yeah it, it seems like it, it helps lots of people as well it does it does i'm grateful for that and it's not just me helping them but because it's a group there's other people who respond and give advice or say that they're on these medicines or that they live in the same area and here's another doctor to try so it's really just a great way to get the community to, to but also to help each other and, and validate something that someone may be going through. It's not abnormal. Okay. And, 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 and what is the app called again? Like, um, I think you, you, you Galley, Galley Health, G-A-L-I, Galley Health. Look for that. Okay. If you have an iPhone, you can try Galley Health. They're on Instagram also. Okay. So I think um, I'll definitely have a, have a look at that app. And because it awesome. seems like it, it helps you quite a lot as well. Yeah, it, it's a great app. Yeah. So, um, so, 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 thank you, Mel, like for talking to me today, and it's been really awesome hearing about your whole story. Thank you, Mason, for having me. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a really nice chat. You have a wonderful day. And you, well, thank you, and and I hope you have a nice day too. Alrighty, have a good one. Well, thank you. Bye bye.